Okay, so we'll start recording. <laughs> Three, two, one. Hi! Hi, this is Jim, and welcome to Beards with Beards, huh? Hey, what's up? This is Todd, and like uh, G said, this is Beards and Beers. This is going to be a little ongoing kind of uh, video series that Guillermo and I will be doing, and just talk about any kind of topics that come to our minds. Uh, Dev-related, obviously, cloud-related, uh, DevOps, anything basically is fair game in this series, and basically it's going to be me and G just kind of shooting the sh and uh, maybe drinking a beer or two and uh you know see what comes up so uh guillermo's located where are you located guillermo well i'm based in spain huh in madrid uh the beautiful city of madrid i have been there actually but i am located in the beautiful mountains of north georgia in the southern united states uh so it's the appalachian blue ridge mountains that i am located in amazing you know, developers have many names. Developers, evangelists, advocates, devrel leads, tech marketeers. It's a fancy new term, huh? but what the heck is a developer advocate? <laughs> there are lots of different terms used, and it can get confusing. And I've called myself by different names. Uh, and, and honestly, they... They're used to describe different things a lot of times, and sometimes I perform those different actions. So a developer advocate is a person who advocates on behalf of developers. So that means I do a lot of work with our internal product managers, uh, with our engineering groups, with those sorts of people, and I get in on early access to a lot of our services and products, and I try them out. And I look at them from the perspective of a developer. So when a developer is going to be using this, uh, what kind of thoughts are they going to have? What kind of things are they looking for? What kind of uh, documentation are they looking for? What kind of examples are they looking for? These kind of things, right? So a lot of times engineers, um, you know, they're, they're dealing with a lot of product managers and requirements and you know you kind of lose that perspective sometimes from an engineering standpoint as to what a developer really is going to be doing when they get their hands dirty with this product or this service so i try to look at it from their perspective and then and then i also go to like a lot of conferences and you know interact with a lot of developers on social media storytellers right yeah, basically exactly. It's yeah. like I it's like I told you before, if you've seen the movie Office Space, I take the requirements from the developers to the engineers. So I'm kind of like that middleman like uh what was it Tom Spigowski in in Office Space? Yeah. Yeah, it's quite funny because you're mentioning that you pick the requirements from the community and you bring it back to engineer and product management, help us develop our new bunch of services there. But do you follow a framework? Is there a set of steps that you follow when you try to grab that information? <sighs> There's really not. Um, I mean, it really varies from situation to situation, from community to community. Uh, you never really, you have to be really flexible. You, you have to listen to all the channels. And I think this is something that Oracle as a company has done poorly in the past, is listen to the community, right? And listen to all of the aspects of the community where the, where the feedback's coming from twitter is it coming from github is it coming from email is it coming from people talking you know 
Oracle, uh, I think one of the things we're trying to do better is listen to the community and be there for the community and contribute to the community, give back to the community with open source and, and some of these other things and some of this documentation. Yeah, looks like it has been more a micro strategy, right? So those people that we are involved in different communities, you one to one listening, hearing, trying to fix, but there's no micro strategy behind. I think that's something we want to change. And that's something that it's on the way there. Getting back to your advocate role, because people might think, hey, these guys are always traveling, events, sessions, cool dinners, a lot of expenses there. That's a very cool job. But what people doesn't see is what's behind the scenes or what it takes. I always say it's like the top of the iceberg, but there's a lot of things that people doesn't see. The tough work, preparing things, time traveling out of the family. That's, that's a really good point, G. Um, you know, it does take a lot of work. Um, especially if you're preparing a presentation, if you're preparing for a blog series, you know, for example, right now today, I'm working on a blog post about the, uh, brand new TypeScript SDK for OCI just came out. It was just released and I want to get it, uh, some examples out to the community as soon as I possibly can. Right. The problem is, um, because of some other things that I've been working on, I really haven't had time to really dig into it myself, and I haven't had time to, you know, become an expert. So the here's the thing: I have to, but I have to become an expert today, right? I have to yeah. be the expert right now on this SDK. I don't have time to be an expert in a month from now. I have to be the expert today. So uh, it's a lot of work. Uh, you know, you have to write those examples you have to write the you know debug the examples maybe your code doesn't work and you have to work with the engineers and figure out why your why your example isn't working it's um you know anytime you have hello world it works perfectly right but anytime the real world comes in and you actually have some external dependencies or you have you know systems that you're integrating with and you're and you're doing anything beyond hello world things start breaking and you have to figure out why they're breaking what you're doing wrong or what the framework's doing wrong or the tool or service is doing wrong. So yeah, it is that tip of the iceberg. Um, like you said, there are developer uh -huh. advocates who are constantly on the road. You know, obviously right now with the pandemic situation is not uh, happening as much uh, or at all, but there are some developers and, and you pay a toll. I mean, you're, you're away from your family or away from your kids, uh, your animals, like my giant farm that I have here in Georgia. Um, you know, you're away from all that and it takes a toll. Uh, I know some people who, who are really good at working on planes. I am not good at working on planes. I'm good at just planes? watching movies and, <laughs> and, and airports huh? because I right. spend a lot of time stuck yeah. in airports where you just sit behind the wall so nobody can see what you're doing. Yeah. It's really tough to keep the track of uh, learning while you're still traveling plus your daily tasks because don't forget that we are delivering a session in an event. We have the audience, we have the people, you need to prepare that presentation, but then you have a bunch of emails waiting for you in the hotel <laughs> where they're asking, you need to do this, you need to look for that. Hey, what about this? And that's like, a, you spend it, I always say that we are like a 7-Eleven, that we are not always doing business, but we never close up. Huh? Right. Yeah, and, and think about this, G. I mean, you know, uh, I've had so many experiences with, teammates or peers of mine where they're maybe they're in India, maybe they're in Singapore, maybe they're in, you know, Australia. And like you said, you have to keep up with so you have your morning conference call with your team. Morning for them is like, you know, eleven PM for you, 
you know? Yeah. I just had today. <laughs> it's funny because I just had today a meeting uh, for the developer community. We're getting a bunch of very cool people inside Oracle, but they're in different organizations and they are different time zones. So I, I managed to get like 12 guys there that were from Sydney, Australia, US, Europe, South Africa. I was like, oh my gosh, everybody's here. And it's really tough to find the right slot for everybody. I don't want to get people late in their day just to talk about this, but they are so patient about what they're doing. They're, they're really happy just, just keeping there. Just try not going over midnight. Yeah, you know, as I said, Oracle has gotten a bad rap in the past for, for certain things, but there's one thing about Oracle uh, that I, I know you'll agree with me on that people don't see outside of Oracle, and that's the fact that we have really awesome people who really give a shit about the software that they're building and the things that and the documentation that they're writing. We have really good people who really care and who really want to make the communities and these developers yeah. have an excellent experience with the, either the database. It doesn't matter, you know, database org, the cloud org. It doesn't matter, you know, the SaaS org. Whoever you're talking about, there's awesome people who want to put out awesome software and who want to make people's life easier and better by the software that they're building.